Welcome to Flicks, my name's Daniel Swan, this is episode 146, in which myself and my lovely wife Tiffany B discuss Goodfellas, Martin Scorsese's mob gangster classic. You know, it's, it's the one with the ironic title, because whilst it is almost exclusively populated by fellas, nobody's good, they're all shits. Quarantine, a time when no new films are happening, which means you have to watch some old ones. It's the perfect opportunity, therefore, to visit or revisit some classics that, as a bad film fan, I have not lavished the praise on that the world has unanimously decided that these films deserve. Enter Goodfellas. Speak to any number of men, and they'll tell you that Goodfellas is one of their all-time favourite films. Rotten Tomatoes describes it as arguably the high point of Martin Scorsese's career. Metacritic's algorithms say it's garnered universal acclaim. Roger Ebert named Goodfellas the best mob movie ever and placed it among the 10 best films of the 1990s. In December 2002, Sight and Sound ranked the film number four on their list of the 10 best films of the last 25 years. Time included Goodfellas in their list of Time's all-time 100 movies. Channel 4 placed Goodfellas at number 10 in their 2002 poll of the 100 greatest films. Empire listed Goodfellas at number six on their 500 greatest movies of all time and Total Film voted Goodfellas number one as the greatest film of all time. But really, honestly, ignoring all of that, is it any good? Is it a fell of a good film? Mm. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. If you didn't like that, you're not going to like this one. Or is it no good? <laughs> I like that one. You did like that one, didn't you? Got that one wrong. Uh, to help me decide is the creator of Wonderful Source to my low-life piece of shit, Tiffany B. Tiffany Hello. B, hi. How are you, babe? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, doing all right. Yeah, <laughs> hanging in there. Had you seen Goodfellas prior to our watching of it years today? I had, yes, many moons ago. Um, yes, I had. And I, I remember liking it. Cool. Um, but thinking it was very violent. Yes. Um, yes. So upon a second viewing... Yes. Has your opinion changed in a spoiler-free context? I think I liked it less than I remembered liking it. Okay. And I thought it was less violent than I remembered. Okay. <laughs> so it kind of twisted it. I think maybe memory can dial things up. Your delicate young sensibilities have since yeah. been calloused. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I, I, yeah, I probably just found it very shocking at the time. Yeah. And so then that stays with you. Mm. And so then I was ready to be shocked again. And I, was, I wasn't as shocked as yeah. by the violence, I mean. But yeah, I, I feel like the, the violence is, it's less shocking because there's not a lot of like blood knocking around it's not very gory but it's like the brutality of the violence and the kind of casual kind of nature of it yeah like oh it's just a thing it just seems like it's always bubbling underneath the surface it's like yeah it's always ready to jump off of life yeah. yeah um but so you didn't like it as much 
No, I didn't. I didn't like it as much. That's a shame. What oh. What didn't you like about it? Um, In a spoiler-free context. Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, it's kind of absurd doing a spoiler-free yes. with a film as popular as Goodfellas. Yeah. And um, that has been out for thirty years now. Thirty years. Crazy. Um, I think one of the big reasons is I just felt like it went on for too long. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so it lost a bit of the kind of pace and interest for me. Okay. Um, it felt very kind of pacey at the beginning. Mm. And there's a lot going on, and it's you're moving through the story and then towards the end I, there's a sense of like I don't know I, within spoiler three like just kind of get on with it yeah you know towards the end it feels like it kind of hits one note and mm. then stays there for me um, towards the end so yeah I found that quite disappointing okay because um, for a film with such you know of such renown you kind of expect it to be like really tight for mm. every moment to matter yeah um or to be impressive or interesting or whatever um and i didn't think it was interesting yeah. interesting you had seen it before yes i had seen it before and i remembered not liking it um but it's possible with me watching it as a young man mm. a teen probably that there is an element of because everybody tells you that it's the most amazing film in the world. Yeah. There's that kind of teenage rebellion of like, well, no, actually, I didn't like it. It's a fuck yeah. you. I have an alternative opinion. Yeah. Deal with it. I don't go with the crowd. Yeah. So are you still that angsty teenager or have you changed your mind? Um, neither. Um, no, <laughs> I... I um, I feel like I don't like it, but I'm I'm confident now that I don't like it for good reasons. Oh, okay. <laughs> I feel not I feel because more you want to be different. yeah, not because I want to be different, but just because I did not like the film. Mm. I just I don't get it. It's one of those think... ones that really stands out as, and we've we've come across a few of them mm. over our over the now what what is this 146 wow, episodes. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot of it's a lot of movie chat. Hmm? It's a lot of chat. It's a lot of chat. Um, of of films that everybody loves, and I just I feel like everyone's in on a joke that I don't understand. What are the other ones? Um, Spirited Away was a big one that oh, everyone yeah. bangs on about as being yeah. amazing, and I just didn't get it. I mean, The Irishman uh, is one. I think that's nonsense, though. I don't think everyone likes that. I think, I think they all does. just like Scorsese, and they're. Just... I mean, it's got a big. I'd aside from the fact that it's like an hour longer. And it's got some dodgy CG. It should be. I don't know that many reasons why you would love Goodfellas and not love that, really. It's kind of the same thing, isn't it? No, I don't think so. No? No. I mean, it is and it isn't. Like, there are a lot of similarities, but I think this is way better than um, The Irishman. Mm. The Irishman kind of takes everything I didn't like about this film. Yeah. And, and spreads it out over 25 hours or whatever it was. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so no, I disagree with you there. But okay. I want, but it certainly is the same. There's a lot of stylistic yeah. kind of choices and structural choices that are similar. Mm. Um, and obviously the content, really, the people, yeah. the similar types of people. Um, do you think maybe you just don't like Scorsese's work? I think it's possible. I mean, I like The Departed. I mm. like that. 
Um, I can't think of that many other films of, that he's made that I really like. Mm. I loved his work in Shark Tale, um, but that was him more as an actor, more as a voice actor than right. uh, as, a, as a director. Um, but yeah, I mean, maybe maybe I just don't really get on board with the way that he tells stories. Um, or do you not like mob films or criminal films? Because I've, I've, I think we've talked about this before with these kind of films and yeah. it's not your vibe. It's not really my vibe. No, like I, true life criminal yeah films. yeah i think if i think if i'm if i if you want me to spend time with a criminal you want me to get on board with somebody who just doesn't care about the law or the rules or hurting or victimizing other people mm. i think it needs to be really stylish mm. i think they need to be kind of i think there needs to be an element of morality to them mm. even if it's their own code of morality yeah you know you've got someone like um De Niro's character in Heat, who's obviously a criminal and he's not above, you know, hurting people to, you know, if someone gets in his way, mm. but he will make efforts to not hurt people. Yeah. And I think just a little thing like that means I'm on board with him. I want yeah. him to succeed. Yeah. But I don't want Ray Liotta to succeed here. I don't want Robert De Niro to succeed in The Irishman. Mm. And yeah, lots of other yeah these kind of true crime. Oh yeah, but this is actually what it was like. I don't was he was a dickhead then. He was a piece of shit. I don't yeah. want him to win. In in a similar way to um, Uncut Gems, I was thinking mm. the idea that with everyone saying, "Oh my god, it's the most tense thing in the world," and it's you know, and this is you know the the nets closing around Henry Hill, and oh my god, is he going to escape? Um, but I feel like if I don't want them to succeed then it cuts the tension yeah because i'm like yeah fucking catch him he's a piece of shit he's murdered loads of people yeah he's an asshole lock him up yeah i mean i think the counter argument to that would be they do have their own morality and it's not one that you agree with um or most people would agree with yeah but it's it's their own code of conduct mm. as it were do you know what i mean and so yeah i think I don't know, I guess towards the beginning, you know, you you get the sense that, you know, people that are in kind of poorer areas and they're run by, you know, mob or gangs or whatever, who have this kind of wealth and status. Um, you know, for some people, I think, you know, they don't see another way to success mm. and success to them is being you know rich or having money yeah. and having power yeah and so do you know what i mean like i don't yeah. think you're wrong but i think it's like um i don't think everybody feels that you have to 100 percent agree with somebody's um way of life or choices or morality to kind of be on board with them in a film no no i agree with that but I, there's something about this that yeah. just rubs me up the wrong way. Yeah. I think I think in part it's the it's the Scorsese way of like trying to glamorize it as well. Yeah. Isn't this all really cool? I just think well, not really. Yeah. See now, I had a, I had that thought and I yeah. wrote that down of like a negative thing, like mm. you know, um, glamorizing the gangster kind of world because it's not it's not cool really. Mm. You know it, what they do. Yeah. It's, it's really they devastate communities there's mm. this kind of sense of like oh but they protect people and they do yeah. this that and the other 
but really they just wield their power willy-nilly. Mm. And so, yeah, I kind of thought, well, you know, they're gla- this is glamorizing it. You know, a lot of young men watch mm. this film and love it because isn't that so cool? Yeah. You know, you get the girls, you get the money, you get the respect, you get anything Suits. you want, you don't have to listen to the law, you're above it all. Yeah, you get cool clothes, you've got cool friends, you smoke and you look cool mm. and you drink and you've got a gun um, and all this kind of stuff. But the, re- the reason I took that out is because the more that I was thinking about it, the more I was like, well, maybe that's his point. Is like, this is what sucks you in mm. as a young man. Mm. But ultimately it spits you back out. Mm. You know, in the end. Yeah. Like there it has to be glamorous for you to understand why Henry and others get sucked into that world. Mm. What their motivations are. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I think I kind of took that back out. I mean, you could still argue there's a dangerous, it's a thin line mm. <laughs> and that maybe people aren't really reading it in that way. Um, but I did think, yeah, maybe I'm undervaluing the, the intention there. Okay. To, to, you know, to make it glamorous. Yeah. But I do think generally speaking, um, these kind of films glamorize criminals. Yeah. A criminal life, mm. which they shouldn't. No. Who was your MVP? Um, it was Joe Pesci. Mine too. Um, I will say I hated him in this film. Yes. But again, I think that was the point, mm. and he was very good at being relentlessly annoying and like psychotic, mm. virtually. Yeah. Um, and oh my god, did he never shut up? Mm. Is that and you can you can almost you know see him as a real person yeah, that absolutely. lives in the real world in these kind of environments mm. that's always like you know looking for a fight mm. always on edge always loud Air and trigger. like yeah um so you have to admit he was very good but I did find him incredibly annoying mm. but I think the thing that he he did very well and the thing that makes him all the more insidious I think and everybody. I think has experienced this at some point in their lives with some, there's been some character in their life that is a bully. Yeah. That's a nasty person, but they can make you laugh. Yeah. And there, there's something really awful about that because you kind of like them. Yeah. Because like when they're telling, when he's telling a story yeah, and he's, he's, he's like, he's a raconteur and yeah. he's, yeah. And you get up, Oh, Tommy, yeah, it's really fun. And then he'll turn on a yeah. dime and shoot someone for no reason. Yeah. And you think, oh, God, no, yeah, oh, I shouldn't have liked, oh, fuck, I'm kind of complicit in this. Yes. It's the worst Gosh, how many of... times has that happened to you? It just like you see people at school who's like, like the kind of, the, the bullies at school. Someone. But just like those bullies at school that are like nasty pieces of work. Yeah. But they've got charisma. And you know you shouldn't like laugh at yeah. them or talk to them even, mm. really. Or you should, you know, scold them earlier mm. on in the... Yeah. escalating you know yeah. kind of because they're behaviors. making you laugh so they're bringing you along yeah. with it and by the time you realize what's happened you, by the time you, you realize he's kicking someone's head yeah. in you're like oh no. oh god and well, I'm, I'm on standing on his I'm side this. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's true i also think he did a really good job of of seeming um you know incredibly unpredictable yeah like you didn't uh or i didn't believe 
that there isn't anyone in the world he would turn against, yeah. including like his mum. Mm. Even though he has this kind of sweet relationship yeah. with his mum, you're like, he's so on edge mm. that if she'd said something to piss him off, yeah, I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah, And so in that sense, he's a very... Uh, yeah, I guess you like you're saying about bullies and stuff. He's kind of um, magnetic, but also terrifying. Yeah, and he does that very and well. And a kind of a true psychopath because yeah. he seems to have absolutely no remorse. No, for any of the awful yeah. things that he does. He almost blames the other people yeah. constantly. Well, you shouldn't have said anything. Yeah. Why are you saying anything? Why are you moaning now that I've shot you in the foot? Yeah, for God's sake, what's yeah. wrong with you? Like. As if shooting someone in the foot is the same as like he'd slapped him around the yeah, head or whatever. It's yeah. like, what, you know, no, you shot him. <laughs> yeah. Um, lovely. So, okay. So, I, well, I'm Gosh, interested in, in. We're diving in to already. Dive in then. Um, so, if you are uh, uh, leaving us at this point because you're really keen to avoid spoilers for a 30 year old film, that's fine. That's your lookout. Um, come back and listen to the rest of it when you uh, have seen the film. If you have seen the film and you're looking to delve in, um, and here, uh, the entire film kind of uh, gone through with a fine tooth comb. You have only a jingle's worth of time um, to wait. Uh, so let's get to that jingle right now. We're just about to spoil this film. So I'm telling you, it won't be groovy. If you listen any further without watching the movie, it's spoilers! The jingle has been uh completed we are out of the desert of spoiler free we are knee deep into the swamp of spoiler filled where we shall be using our patented 5.6 outcome rating system to delve into the nitty and indeed the gritty of martin scorsese's universally acclaimed goodfellas tiffany b Here's a point, will you? Here's a point in such a community down the wall wearing such lovely sharp suits. They've all got them collars where you can't see the tie no more. <laughs> um, okay. So, my first point will be a positive. Positive. And it is... Um, uh, so, I really... I thought the beginning of the film... Um, was very pacey, I think mm -hmm. I mentioned. And I think one of the ways that um, that was achieved was, and what I think is actually really important to this film overall, was the point of view kind of approach mm -hmm. and the, the, the voiceover from both, um, you know, Henry and his wife. Yeah. Um, because I think with these films... Um, generally I find it hard to understand why mm. you would do that you know like with the wives of, often is my focus where they're like you know you're like why would you stay married to him mm. why would you you know hide a gun mm. why would you do those things and so um, I felt like A that the point of view approach was just very clever in that it gave me that insight mm -hmm. whether or not I agree with it yeah. or buy it or whatever it still was important for me to understand it. Mm. Um, and then secondly, I think it, you know, there's that scene where they go in, he takes her on the first date and they go into the bar and he gets, you know, perfect service and they're moving everything around mm. for him and everything. 
Um, a, I think that kind of makes things move quickly. Like there's a pace to it, like yeah. a physical movement of the camera and the whole thing that I think is quite engaging. But B, it, you know, it shows that um, his experience is like you're with him. Yeah. And you understand he's got this kind of top class service wherever he goes, like people are falling over themselves. Mm. Um, and I think to some extent it helps you to understand why someone might want to be who he wanted to be okay. or who he was Yeah. in that point of view, you know? And I think that's what people find cool. Mm. Um, and I think it is cool. I think it's presented as cool, you know, intentionally so. But anyway, the point being, I think the point of view approach in terms of um, camera and voiceover was really effective at making me understand a little more mm. about these characters and what why they're doing what they're doing yeah but also kind of feel like i was getting some real insight into what it was like to in a, a day in the life type okay. of thing um and realize and that you know shows the kind of the extent of his power how you know how broad it was there's yeah. people there you know waiters and waitresses who you're like, you know, that person's pretty junior and they've already picked up a table yeah. and like are walking it to the front. And so they know him as well. Like yeah. everybody knows him. Yeah. Um. So I think it does a really good job of setting that scene of being like, it's not even like being a movie star. It's like more than that. Mm. Um. And so it gave, yeah, I think it gave good insight into who, who these people are, the extent of their power and, and why they were doing what they were doing. Yeah. Yeah, it allows obviously for a film that covers what like twenty five years as well. Yeah, it it allows the film to cover, you know, to bring you up to speed pretty quickly. Yeah, so it yeah. doesn't need to spend a lot of time explaining things. It yeah. can just kind of you know tell you. Yeah. In in very simple terms. Yeah, which doesn't always work. Yeah. Um, and it can be a bit lazy, mm. but I thought it worked well here. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, I'm going to start off with the positive as well. Okay. Um, uh, and for me, it's something that I've noticed that a couple of people seem to be one of the few criticisms that the film gets in um, reviews uh, is the last part of the film. Yeah. Um, most specifically, the kind of his last day before when he gets pinched. Yeah. Um, and he's off his face on coke. Yeah. It looks awful. Looks awful. And he's going around and he's trying to sort out, trying to sell those guns to the guy. And he's got the, yeah, like there's the coke here and blah, blah, blah. Um, and I thought the editing for that was really good. I mm. think, it, again, like you say, put put you in his shoes yeah. of like, it's all kicking off. Yeah, like he's got, he's got He's cooking this meal and he's sorting out this woman and she needs to get her hat. And he's like, what the fuck is going on with this? And we, there's the helicopter in the sky. And it uses about, I mean, the whole film, look up it uses like 43 songs or something ridiculous mm. like four albums worth yeah. of songs um and i think in that one sequence it uses about six of them yeah like every 20 seconds it's starting another song which yeah. again kind of does such a good kind of uses the vocabulary of films in a way to to kind of manipulate the way you're feeling because songs don't get used that Frequently, if someone starts yeah. a song, 
then you're not going to have another song for another few minutes at yeah. least. But this has another one within a minute. Yeah. And so it makes it feel like, oh, so we must be further along in the day now. Okay, so now we're further along yeah. in the day again. Um, and so I just thought that whole, yeah, that whole day, and it has the times coming up of what time it is and stuff. I thought that was really, um, yeah, really well done in, in terms of, yeah, really putting you, doing what a film should do, I guess, is, is putting you in the headspace of your protagonist. Yeah. Letting you know without telling you, oh my God, he's really off his face on coke and everything's going crazy and he's got a million things to take care of. Just showing you that yeah. visually. Yeah. Um, and I thought it did a really good job of it. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Similar point, really. Kind of, yeah. But Just a different, different section. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, well, you've kind of touched on one thing there, so I'll just pick it up. Um, I'm putting it down. You're picking it up, I'm baby. I'm picking it up. I'm picking it up. Pick it. Um, pick music it up. is a positive for me. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, like you said, it uses a lot of music. Yeah. But I think it does use it really effectively. Yeah. There are lots of times where... Um, you know, you know, things are kind of cool or things are kind of risky or there's a, you know, and you get a sense of almost like the personality of, of him throughout yeah. or how he's feeling or what's going on. Mm. Um, that, that, um, yeah, exudes through the music. Um, it also kind of does a lot of work with, um, introducing characters and, yeah. you know, you get, a real sense of often there's the voiceover and then there's some music and then there's like, you know, a million, you meet 25 people in two seconds. And, <laughs> um, yeah, I think that the music does a very good job of kind of setting up these characters. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, like later on kind of making you, telling you how to feel about things mm. and a bit more stressful, yeah. um, towards the end. Uh, but there are, I think it does some good storytelling with music. Nice. Nice. Um, I'm going to move into a negative, if I may. Please. Um, and it kind of, it might be one that you have as well, oh. in that it is just too long. Yes. And I think this is where your observation that maybe I just don't really get on board with Marty Scorsese's mm. way of storytelling, yeah. Um, because I feel like it was, this is another one where it's like, this is exactly how I felt with the Irishman. Yeah. Um, where it's just so kind of episodic mm. and it, you get kind of, it felt like, I think one of the reasons that I enjoyed the cocaine day, yeah. as I've called it in my notes, um, so much <laughs> is that it felt like at this point, Right, okay, so this is what the film's about. But that was like over two hours into the film yeah. that I knew what, what the film was about. Because it, it, like, at the beginning, there's obviously, you know, you, you introduces everything and that's all fine. And then they kill the, the made man. Yeah. And you think, and because that's the bit that starts the film with mm -hmm. them behind, you know, him in the boot and stuff. Yeah. And so you think, right, this, this is what is, the film's about. Yeah. They're having to. I don't know, avoid getting in trouble for killing someone that they shouldn't have done. Right, mm. here's the... But then that all just kind of gets wrapped up really quickly and then they... Bear... You, because if they kill Joe Pesci, you mean? 
Well, no, I feel yeah. like that by the time they killed Joe Pesci for it, I'd forgotten about the made man thing. It's uh, like it wasn't even a thing anymore. Yeah. They bury the guy, then uh, what's his name? The big boss is like, have you heard anything about this guy? And he's like, no, I haven't heard anything about it. And he goes to see Robert De Niro mm. and he says, hey, what's going on with this dead guy? And by and this then, point, it's already six months later. And he's like, oh, yeah, but they, they're redeveloping the land, so we need to dig him up again. Yeah. And so they dig him up again, and then like you never hear from him again, or never hear about him until Joe yeah. Pesci gets killed. Yeah. And so you're like, oh, so that wasn't what the film was about. Okay, so maybe we're moving on to something else. So him getting sent to prison, maybe that's what the film's about. Oh, no, that was just all kind of wrapped up, and then he's out of prison, and then he's fine again. Oh, it's him getting involved in the drugs. Maybe that's the... Th- and then so then when it kind of kicks <sighs> off with the drugs, yeah. you think, well, maybe that's what... It, I just felt like... Well, I think what the film is about is his life as a gangster. And yeah. and so I think that you could probably, you know, it more in a more macro level, yeah. that's what it's about. And then you're right in that there are all these kind of little subsections. But I think that the um, when they kill him, Joe Pesci, yeah. you know, and they killed that guy, I think... Um, that's the kind of beginning of the end. Right. You know, the downfall. Mm. They start lying to their, you know, to the big boss and they start, you know, then he starts getting involved in um, drugs. in drugs and Joe Pesci is getting more and more out of hand. Like mm. he's just flying his gun all over the shop, you know, and it just feels like that's everything's kind of going wrong mm. after that. And so I think, I think that that's what it is. That there's an arc point there right but i i mean yeah i do have this point that is too long because for me that arc point it just goes on and on and on and on after that yeah like up until this point you're like right okay so we've got his ascension into the mob Mm. and then he's like billy big bollocks lives his life in that way you know and then things start to go awry his friend kills a made man. Mm-hmm. He starts to get involved in drugs, which is a no-no. Yeah. You know, he goes to prison. Like, so mm-hmm. then he starts to deal drugs. And so it's all just kind of downhill. Yeah. But that hill, oh my God, mm. it's like the longest hill I've ever seen. <laughs> it's like we're in freaking San Francisco and it's just like, just keeps going. The longest Henry Hill you've ever seen. Oh, yeah, and I didn't like it. I did not enjoy that. <laughs> and um, I did not like it. That part of the film at all. Apart from, yeah, I do think that scene that day yeah. was great. But, like, just tighten that up. Mm. Because I think if, if that had been done in a better way, in a more judicious way, mm. you may have not been asked, you may not ask what is the film about. Because yeah. you'd know, okay, this is the turning point, mm. and then everything quickly unravels. Yeah. But it doesn't quickly unravel. Mm. It just kind of... And it doesn't always unravel exactly. Mm. It just kind of bleeds on, mm. rumbles on. And again, you get that sense maybe that the the fact that this is a real dude yeah. hampers it quite a lot. Yeah, Because sure. if he had got involved in the drugs prior to Pesci killing the made man, mm. if, like... And so that's just another example of him... You know, I'm doing this thing and everything's going right. And I'm lying to my big boss, but it doesn't matter because I'm even richer than I was before. And my wife is, uh, I've dealt with the wife, but, you know, I've got a wife, I've got a mistress, I've got all this drug money, I've got another mistress, I've got all this fun stuff, it's all great, everything's going well. 
and then Pesci kills the guy, and then it all unravels from there. Yeah. Fair enough. But the fa- oh, but it didn't actually happen like that. So well, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know, it's another one of those situations where I'm like, I don't care. What actually the happened. truth of this that yeah. doesn't matter to me and it i don't understand anybody who does because it's not a documentary no if this is a documentary about about henry yeah. hill or whatever i think yeah absolutely fine let's let's stick Stay to the true. facts yeah but it's a it's a fictionalized film yeah it's a, i don't know it, it doesn't i don't understand those kind of things yeah because it, it does it does hurt it for me yeah i agree i think um yeah, I had the same thought about the Irishman as well. Particularly that last, like, yeah, probably like forty-five minutes or something <laughs> ridiculous. Um, they're just yeah, rumbles on, and you start to question what are we doing here? And for a, such a for a film that starts off with such energy mm. and such pace, fools you into it, thinking, it, yeah. oh, this is all going to be really zippy yeah. and fun. And I guess I I wonder whether the point was to like you know let you see the full kind of extent of what happens to him Mm. in the end but i mean it's not very entertaining and it's not you know it's yeah i don't know um so yes i did have that point nice um can i move on to my next one since we're kind of dancing around it absolutely you can um it is another negative negative and it's um it's about the end as well but it's it's so I read a lot of you know um, uh, critics and different reviews, and a lot of people were saying, oh, you know, a theme of this film is guilt. Like he feels a lot of guilt towards the end, and in some ways throughout the film for the betrayals that he has kind of made against his people, you know, the mob and okay. the extended other people in the mob. Like by killing the made man and getting involved with drugs when he said he wouldn't mm. and blah, blah, blah. And I just think, I entirely disagree with that. I, I don't think, I see any guilt or remorse from no. him. And and to me, that's a really bad thing because you think he, he, he lies to the boss and there's no sense of, oh God, I don't want to do this. Or, no. you know, there's no sense of that. And then right at the end when he dobs them all in and you know it's not like I'm you know on the side of criminals or whatever but it's like if this is your morality Mm. these are your people that you have kind of committed to and you've just screwed them all over like there's something bad about that Mm. because you're only doing it for your own good Mm. you're not doing it because you've had remorse or guilt for what you've done to people anyone Mm. other than what's happened to yourself and so for me like I couldn't get behind the character um you know generally really although you kind of I kind of loosely like all right fair enough you want to be rich you want to have power you're poor Mm. you don't know how else you're going to get it fair enough these people seem cool Mm. they're an extended family you feel like you're part of something okay but then at the end when he screws them all over because he's you know fucked up Mm. basically I just think who is why are we watching him, this guy? Mm. Like, he's he's got no moral compass. Even if that moral compass is not the same moral compass as me. Mm. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I just, I found that really um, disappointing. And also, really um, 
anticlimactic because surely that should be a massive thing for him. Yeah. You've spent a whole film telling me about how important the mob was to him. Mm. But then now are you just telling me that actually it wasn't that important to him mm. and he was only money? Mm. Um, you know, because I, I you see him in the courtroom pointing out mm. Robert De Niro and the other guy um, and there's not a sense of anything no. nothing from him no kind of averting his eyes no kind of like hesitation or mm. like oh, i don't want to do this or like a moment's kind of eye contact that suggests yeah. there's regret or remorse um yeah so that whole part for me i was like i don't really get why we're watching this now because it doesn't seem to be an important thing to the character. Mm. You're telling me the character doesn't care about this. Yeah. Um, and I, th I found that really hard to like reconcile in the film and mm. think, well, what are we doing then? Yeah. If all of this has meant nothing to him, why did you spend so long telling me about it? Mm. This family why and is the this people. Why supposed to mean anything the... to us? Exactly. The relationships he built ultimately turned to dust. Mm without a moment's glance. Mm. I think there was some real emotion missing at the end. Yeah. Like, you know, remorse for the life choices he made. Remorse, you know, kind of ambiguous remorse or ambivalent remorse for, like, the people that he hurt, the things he wished he hadn't done, the things he did to his wife and his family or the lack of things he did with them. Mm. And then, you know, the remorse for dobbing in his family. Yeah you know at the end and there was none of that and so for me at the end i just thought it felt so empty yeah like yeah like i said what have we been doing mm. what was the point yeah so yeah that it's, it's not it's kind of at the ending again but it's more just the the lack of emotion that he feels the lack of guilt and remorse yeah. which is exact opposite of point that many people have made so yeah. i don't know if i missed something but i just saw none of that and i mm. think i should have yeah i i agree wholeheartedly the fact that at the end the you know his whole going into witness protection which surely for a, a lifelong gangster is you know a huge like you say a huge decision the, the only two things he complains about are one, having to live the rest of his life like a normal person, mm. like, oh, boo-hoo, and two, don't send me anywhere cold. Yeah. It's like, what about the fucking, all the people that are yeah. reading the thing that is like convicted 50 people based yeah. on his testimony. And they would have all been his best friends or his best family. Mates. yeah, his family. According yeah. to the film. Yeah. And yet he does it without Nothing. a moment's hesitation, mm. it seems. Yeah. Or at least that's how it's presented. I yeah. don't know if that's true, but... Yeah. Um, and that, yeah, kind of um, comes into one of my points, which is just that I, in a similar way to The Irishman, I just think he's a terrible protagonist. Yeah. Like, I don't... And almost putting aside, because this might be a separate point, putting yeah. aside his kind of... The fact that, he, you know, he's a piece of shit. Like, I don't... I don't really know who he is. He's yeah. a man with only one. It's in the and again in the same way of uncut gems. Yeah. Of like he's a man solely out for himself. Yeah. He is just he has he has no emotion other than fear of losing things. Yeah. There's no like no compassion, no warmth. No. Like you say that you feel like wouldn't get thrown out in a second. He 
I don't, yeah, I, I don't know who he is. No. And I spent fucking two and a half goddamn hours with him, yeah. with him narrating it. Yeah. And I'm like, but where, at what point, and again, it's something that we, we've we've come back to quite a lot, I think, in, in these kind of situations with, with protagonists that you think, I don't really understand this. At what point is he making a choice that lets you know who he is? Other than... At the beginning, I want to be a gangster. Mm. I, I feel like the, the, he's he's kind of a once he gets to be that gangster, yeah. he's just just doing more gangster stuff. And I feel like when there's yeah. when there's a Joe Pesci around, when there's a, even a, a Robert De Niro, mm. and he kind of you know rises through the ranks and he gets to be a, the the top guy or one of the top guys or whatever, or he's kind of you know. Mm organizing people to get killed and stuff because of his paranoia and he's, he's oh, worrying yeah, that yeah. everyone's going to kill like that's an interesting yeah character who feels like everything's you know who maybe feels hard done by because he can't become a made man because he doesn't have the right yeah. bloodline or you know whatever the fuck it is yeah. like i feel like there's more interesting characters around him yeah although not not that many because a lot of them just like i'm just a gangster I do gangster things and then I get killed like a gangster. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's he's not a particularly engaging central character because he he I I feel like there's nothing to him. He's wafer thin. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting you say that. I think um you know, when you think about who he is and what he does in the film, he he very much goes with the flow. Mm. And then people say, you know, like um Joe Pesci's mum says, oh, you know, you're very quiet. You don't talk. Mm. Um, And so maybe that's, you know, maybe that's who he was. He wasn't really anyone big. Mm. You know, maybe he isn't the person this film should have been about. Yeah. I suppose he's the person that, um, you know, wrote the book or whatever. But, and you know, maybe that's why he ended up where he did because he's just goes with the flow. Yeah. You know, he doesn't, like you say, you don't get a strong sense of character. Maybe he just didn't have a strong character. Mm. But, that isn't the right person to focus on then. Yeah. And in a in a in the way that you don't get with the Irishman as much. Although I guess you do because he narrates that as well, doesn't he? Yeah, I think so. And um, so you you have these you have this perfect opportunity, even if he's not the kind of guy who breaks down and tells people how he's feeling, he's fucking narrating yeah. this. He can tell us and no one else is gonna know. Yeah. But he doesn't. I mean, he tells like you, say, you like he he feels you know he likes this he likes being yeah. you know treated well. He whatever. likes being a gangster. Yeah, and basically. that that is the beginning and end of his yeah list of character traits. Yeah, wants to be true. a gangster, likes being a gangster, doesn't like things that gangsters don't do. Yeah. Oh right. Okay. Cool. Or get or have. Yeah. yeah. Like it, I just think he's boring. Yeah, that's fair. There it is. Gosh. Um, okay, so I have my last point. Oh, really? Yes, do you have another? I have two more. Go on then, you give us another. Um, okay, so I'll get another one that's kind of similar. Um, and there's, yeah, kind of what I just mentioned, that everyone's a shit. Yeah. Everyone's a shit in this film. And it leads to, again, in all these fucking gangster films, it's the same ending. Oh yeah. Because because that's the only ending that it can have. Yeah. They all they get, get captured, killed. they all get paranoid, they all kill each other. 
the end. Who gives a shit? Well, I tell you who. Tell me. You. Well, t- who tells For everybody? For films, let's say. Okay. Uh, Road to Perdition. Same Road ending. Road to Perdition. They all get killed. Who gives a shit? Road to Perdition. Just to play devil's advocate. No, yeah, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. One should be called on one's bullshit. No, I'm not calling um, bullshit. I'm just saying I think I think there are times when you, you when that's not the case, like where yeah. films can tell that story and keep you in you know yeah. you individually and uniquely engaged. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a yeah there's there's maybe a, a sense of, and I think maybe that that's what it what it is with Road to Perdition is that that's not the the totality of the story of like this is a film about a gangster doing gangster things and then those gangster things go wrong it's like there's another story at play there there's a very he's got a very specific goal that isn't i want to continue being a gangster i want to make more money i want to buy more fancy suits i want to have sex with more unattractive women it's like it's he's got a very specific thing going on in the tradition that he that nobody does here it's all just i just want to consume i want to just yeah. get more yeah, wealth yeah. and i and there's nobody like you said before there is nobody that i wouldn't kill yeah to get and i just think well, so that makes it so much less interesting i think yeah that there that there doesn't seem to be those What's the motivation or yeah. the dilemma yeah yeah that's the thing there's no dilemma there's no like I want to do this, but in order to do this, I'm going to have to do this, yeah. and I don't want to have to do this. Yeah. And so do I want this, or do I want this? It's, it's just, just... I want this. I don't care about anything else. Anything else that's in my way from getting more money, yeah, getting more lovely pinky rings, and gaudy watches, and chains. Oh, the chains I'm going to buy. Gaudy watches and chains. Gaudy watches that's and chains. That's what they should have called it. Yeah. I'd, yeah. At least it would have had more honesty to it. Goodness. Okay. Um, but yeah, it just I just hate, and th- and I think this is a personal thing of yeah. I don't really get on board with gangster films. No. Just I hate spending time in these worlds where everyone's just again just very like two dimensional seemingly. Yeah, and I mean, give me I some think interest. It's, give me some nuance. I think it, you know, thinking about why people become gangsters and, and that, you know, the film touches on it at the beginning. Um, and he says it, but I don't think he shows it very well, um, is that kind of family. Hmm. And so I think there's so much goodness there yeah. in terms of story of like, and, you know, I'm sure there are plenty of examples that have done it well, of people that, you know, grow up and maybe don't have a family or don't like their family or whatever and kind of, you know, come into the bosom of a different kind mm. of community. And that's their family. And the relationships and then the dilemmas that that might bring up. Or, you know, the kind of torn um, loyalties mm. between actual family, maybe. You know, like wife and kids yeah. or brother and sister, mum and dad, whatever. And and the, the gang or the mob or whatever yeah. it is. Um, I mean, road to perdition. Yeah, is that he's got that that father figure, that and then he's brought into a huge yeah. amount of conflict as a result. Of that. Yeah, and so I think there's a lot there, and you can explain a lot of behaviour, you know, 
you know, not excuse it, but explain it mm. when you're, you know, telling people's stories. And I think real life stories hold up to that. Yeah. Like people go into gangs and do these kind of things, not because they're innately evil, mm. but because their circumstances drive them to do it. And, yeah. you know, um, so I think there is a lot more there yeah. than we saw in this film. Mm. And I think, yeah, like you say, the, the, the kind of the sense of family yeah, and the sense of kinship. Yeah. Even though that all clearly just gets thrown out yeah. the window as soon as they think, oh, actually, I don't like this guy. He might yeah. he might do the same to me. So before he kills yeah. me, I'm going to kill him. But it does, yeah, like you say, it doesn't spend any time kind of yeah. really sitting with that and. Yeah, or like. There's the sense of them protecting each other. There's a lot of talk of this made man mm. thing. But one thing that I that struck me on that point was. Uh, when the oh gosh who is he I don't know what he is he's like a restaurant owner mm. and he's going to the big boss yeah. and he's saying look Tommy's not paying me my money yeah. like is it Tommy yeah um, you need to like sort him out mm. like we have a deal here mm. we have an agreement it's not happening um, and Paul Paulie yeah. it's just kind of says oh it's not my problem mm. And I just thought, that's weird. Yeah. I thought the idea was, like, maybe I don't understand it very well, but I that struck me as odd. Yeah. Because I was like, so you as the boss are not really in charge, mm. or you can't be bothered to be in charge. Yeah. I don't really know. Or you can't like, be bothered with hassle. It felt like, yeah, all his talk of, like, you know, the mob are just, like... The police, really, yeah. and they'll just protect you. And the, again, kind of building up this sense of like, oh, it's a community, and we look after our own. And hey, the cops yeah. are trying to come in here, and yeah. no, we're we're all one, which is lovely. Yeah. But then, as soon as that's tested, it's, it's like, crumbles. well, I don't really want to do that. And he's like, please let me do this. Yeah. And then he says, okay, I'll go in halves with you, and then just ruins that guy. Yeah. Like what a cunt. Yeah. And that's all what I them. mean. Like, there's this sense of. I, you know, I think other films, true or not, mm. have depicted much more honour. Yeah. You know, that honour amongst thieves. Mm. There was none to be seen no. here. And I think that's a shame. And yeah. you have to believe there's some, somewhere, mm. with someone. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, I, I felt that was missing. It's really and, the, and that nobody calls Pesci into line. No. Nobody says, like, Tommy, uh, De Niro kind of has a bit of a go at him, mm. like, what the hell are you doing? What are you doing? But then he just kind of lets it drop. Yeah. And you think, wouldn't someone say, enough with mm. this? Like, enough with yeah. the shooting everyone every yeah. five seconds. Like, it's annoying, if not stupid. Paulie even says it when he gets out of prison. I think when he gets... Yeah, when he gets out of prison, he's like, don't do drugs. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm not going to do drugs. And he says... Uh, Jimmy, he's a good kid, but blah, blah, blah. Tommy, he's a good guy, but I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. at what point have we seen any evidence that he is a good guy? <laughs> I think good guy, he means makes money for me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's, he's a good gangster. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Maybe. I'm sure he is. It's just um, very, yeah, just callous. Just everyone's yeah. so kind of backbitey and like yeah. selfish. And and they all go against each they other. They all go against each other Willy at the nearly. drop of a hat. And I just think, I, I just yeah. very unpleasant to spend time with. Yeah. Gosh, okay. So my last point, um, I decided to go with a positive, although I did find this decision hard. Um, 
And I I think, um, so basically it's the cast, the key kind of mm-hmm. people, which is Ray Liotta, Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci. I mm-hmm. do think, and that guy, which I should have looked up his name. Paulie. Yeah. Um, I do think, um, you know, as much as I don't like their characters, I do think they do a really um, believable job. You know, yeah. like we talked about Joe Pesci, but I do think Robert De Niro also, you know, you you get a sense of him like unraveling towards the end as mm-hmm. well. You get a sense of him being like really cool and calm and collected, you know, formidable still. But anyway, basically, I think they're all seem like believable mm. uh, you know you kind of buy into the world yeah believe it and i think they all do a good job and that you know it with a different script i think they all do a good job of kind of holding your attention and holding mm. you know they well, are very all charismatic. charismatic yeah and and um you know i think that's why a lot of people love it mm. honestly is is these kind of these central, really charismatic figures that you'll spend a lot of time with. Mm. Um, I I do think that they were good performances. I wish that there had been more or different, but um, but overall, I think the cast was really strong. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think I would agree with that. Um, so I'll go with my final point. Yeah. Which is a negative. Oh wow. I've put it as the wife. Oh okay. Um, for the actress or the character, or? the character. Okay. In a a, a sea of assholes. Yes. She, I think it's maybe the disappointment. Scorsese, I think infamously, is like there's no good female characters. Oh really? I mean, there's no no one. There's just there's no one with a really kind of meaty. Oh. Like role. Okay. Good roles for female yeah. characters, right? They're all just accessories to the male characters. Yeah. And you think, okay, so that's what this woman is. That's okay. And then she starts doing voiceover. Mm. And you think, oh, this is interesting. This is something that I She's wasn't expecting. She's got something to say. Yeah. And then they, they go to the, um, the like salon thing yeah. or the afternoon at the, with the whatever yeah. the fuck. And she's like commenting on all these women and how awful they are and how they're, you know, blah, 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 blah. and you think, okay, okay, she this is interesting. Like, she's, you know. Yeah, there's the conflict. Yeah. Here's the conflict in the film. This is this is where it gets interesting. And then he says, oh, can you hide this bloody gun in your house, please? Because I've just beaten this guy up. And she says, oh, and that turned me on. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. Okay, yeah. so she's just a piece of shit as well. Yeah. The the, the, the little <laughs> nugget of conflict, the little nugget of yeah. interesting storytelling or an yeah. interesting character that is being pulled in two different directions, gone. Yeah. Because she likes fancy dresses and those gaudy watches and chains. And yeah, the, the, the kind of the, the moral side of her is gone. And then she's just a one-dimensional character like the rest of them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I think it is a real shame that they don't do more with her mm. because she, you know, she's Jewish and she's mm. not... Part of the, the life. Yeah. And so she's an outsider yeah. being invited in, mm. a glimpse in, uh, you know, to the good and the bad. Yeah. Um, 
And, you know, basically it's like, oh, I just turn a bad, uh, blind eye to the bad and mm. just get on with it. Yeah. And, yeah, it's... I do think her as a character, she has been a little bit kind of shortchanged. Because mm. you have to believe there's more story there. Because... You'd hope. Yeah, that's true. I was going to say people don't do that, but they probably do. Yeah, you would just hope that there was more conflict there. And even mm. if that's not true in real life, it would have been interesting mm. for him to have, try and reconcile his, you know, life as a mobster and with all his kind of cronies mm. versus his wife pulling him. And there was a little bit of that, but it was only in relation to the girlfriend. Mm. And so it was just not as engaging. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the fact that, you know, that's a good point with the gun... There isn't really any conflict. She just says, no. oh, it turned me on. You know. And so that's game over. Okay, Which, right. again, I think you can understand. You can understand that if it's like, you know, there's a reason in her life that she wants to be protected. Like maybe there's been domestic violence in her yeah. house or, you know, something. Maybe she's been sexually abused mm. or something and she feels that desire to be protected by a man that won't mm. take any shit. Yeah. You know, and then you could be like, well, now I understand a bit mm. more about that. But just straight up, oh, it turns me on just, the, just a little bit And I think dry. it's an interesting and, well, a not interesting choice by for the, the editing or whatever it might be, the direction, um, that, like you say, there's an interesting story there. of There was a guy who acted inappropriately towards her, feeling her up, whatever happened. Mm. And then this other guy went and just beat the shit out of him. Mm. And then that's like, oh, wow, he defended my honour. He's you know, whatever it might be. I mean, this was back in the 50s, 60s mm. or whatever. So, But she delivers that line when we're looking at a bloody gun. Yeah. If she was looking at Ray Liotta, thinking, yeah. oh, he's my hero. He's yeah. this, you know, knight in shining armour. Yeah. That's one thing, but the, she's looking at this bloody gun. You're like, oh, well, fuck off then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Just disappointing. For giving a little a little nugget of hope and then just taking it away. Yeah. Just think, oh, God, well, who cares then? <laughs> so what was it for you then? Uh, it was a one for me. Ouch. Uh, positive, helicopter day. Negative, too long and rambling. Negative, everyone is a shit negative boring uh, protagonist and negative the wife okay uh for me it was three out three. of five um positive music positive cast positive the kind of point of view slash narrative approach negative too long uh negative not enough emotion at the end interesting interesting yeah, yeah. i think so you thought it was good you enjoyed it i thought it was good I think it was really hard because I was so... Between a two I and a three. I literally like crossed things out and was like, yeah, should I do a two? No, I'm going to join that with that point. Yeah. And I found it hard. So it's a really low three <laughs> or a really high two. Yeah. You know? Um, I think it would almost depend on the day. Maybe mm. I'm just in a good mood today. Well, that's good. That's yeah. positive. Moved it over to two or three. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's... It's certainly not one of the best films that I've ever seen. Nice. I am not in agreement with on that, critics. Yeah, I think we can agree. Wowzers. I just didn't like it. I, I know. And I th I'm I th sorry that I made you watch it. I think the ultimate 
I think it's very good. I mean, these are the you know really big important films, and I think it's important to have an opinion on them. Yeah. And my opinion on it was just that I there was very little in the film that I cared about. Yeah. Like he gets arrested at the end. He's running away from the cops. I don't care. Yeah. Joe Pesci gets shot in the head. I'm like, yeah, fuck you. Uh, didn't they steal a load of money from a plane? Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. De Niro has a go at some people. I don't care. He goes to prison. I don't care. Yeah. And I think that's... Do you care? Or? I don't care. Oh, you don't and care. That's the, that, sh- <laughs> I, that should be the whole thing of a film, is to make you care about these characters. Yeah. And I, I just didn't... Get on board with I it. I couldn't. Yeah. I don't know that the point of a film, that I agree with you there, but um, that the... Uh, maybe I do agree Because with it's... You. I mean, it, in... Good ways or bad ways, I guess. Like, it's it's to it's to present you with fictional people, whether it's based on real life stuff or not. Yeah. It's to present you with these characters that you're going to spend some time with, and it's it should make you invested in what happens to them. Because otherwise, it's just shapes on a screen. It's fucking Fantasia or whatever. Yeah. You should you should be invested in the things, and if you think of the fi- the films that you love the most, you love them the most because you're deeply you invested the in yeah. the character's survival or success or peril or yeah whatever it might be. And yeah, I ju- yeah, I just I yeah, I guess it. I guess the the, the hesitation or disagreement I have is that, and I don't think this is what you're saying, but that. Um, you have to like, like or agree. I think you don't have to like or agree with everyone or anyone in a film or a book or whatever. But you do have to. Yeah, I think invested is a good word. Like you have to empathize in some way mm. with someone. I think you have to understand them. Yeah, even Which if you don't empathize, agree. Yeah. No? Yeah. like th- like you have, you have to, to be on board with them and who they are and why they are. Mm. And even if you think. I don't like the way they are mm. or I don't agree with that path, you know, but I can understand it. Mm. I think maybe that's where what's you're, missing in if this. If you're watching a horror film, your heart starts racing because you're putting yourself in the position of that yeah. character. And if, and, and in a film like this, if the police, you know, if there's a, a criminal that the police are after. Yeah. And your heart's racing is because you're putting yourself in the position yeah. of that criminal. And there's some kind of, you know, sometimes that kind of uh, vicarious kind of thrill yeah. of like, oh, this kind of life of crime and yeah. there'd be some fun things to it or whatever. Which I think probably is the Which case for a Which I think probably is the case for a lot of people. But it's, yeah, if, if, if you can't put yourself in their shoes, you can't feel what they're feeling. Yeah. And I think that creates a big kind of disconnect in how much you can enjoy okay. watching something. Yeah, I agree. Um, so that's so... Scorsese continues to underwhelm me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> in a very controversial fashion. Um, so that was our spoiler-filled review of uh, Goodfellas from 1990. Um, thank you very much for, for listening. Tiffany B, thank you very much for, for chatting with me. Welcome. Chatting up a storm. Gosh. But what did we learn? Hmm? What did we learn through all this tomfoolery? Gosh, I think my main learning... I have two. Okay. One, Dan doesn't like Scorsese. I 
just I don't seem not to, do I? Not a fan. Don't seem to. I like yes. The Departed. Really like The Departed. Okay, okay. Maybe we should watch that and find out why. Sure, sure. See what the stylistic, what the difference is. It's easier is. to put yourself in, put yourself in the, the shoes of... Okay, but why? We'll have to look into okay. this. We have to delve into this. Okay. Um, but then two, or A or B, whatever I said first, B or two. Subsection. B, B point two. <laughs> two point B. Um, two boy B. In all of this, I've forgotten what that is. <laughs> no. Um, but two, Dan doesn't want to think about what it would be like to be a gangster. There's no element of that that he finds cool. And the biggest part of it that he cannot, for the life of him, understand for a second. Second. Not the murders. No. Not the drugs. No, we've all been there. Not the money. No. I mean, we've all, you know, we all love a bit of extra cheddar every now and again. But sure. what separates Dan <laughs> from the gangsters is the gaudy watches, oh. the pinky rings, pinky rings, and the chains. Just... <laughs> Just gross. <laughs> it's all like metally and shiny and because oh, you brought it up a few times, so I can tell it's really bothering you. It I does think bother me. I challenge you to find a character that wears gaudy watches, gaudy jewelry that you don't like, that you empathise with, in yeah. spite of that. It might terrible be. moral choice they've made. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe that's the thing. If it's from a different era, yes. maybe if this exact thing was like in the forties and it was just these guys and they, you yeah, know. you'd be see road road to perdition. Road to perdition. What was the difference? No watches. No gaudy watches. <laughs> there you go. You've cracked. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs>